This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. Should you need any medical, psychological, or psychiatric advice, please consult a professional in your area. Thank you. Welcome to A Piece of Yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Much gratitude to you for your time and your patience. Just a nice reminder in life, wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be. May I see the lessons May I be free of attachment. May I continue to grow. And may I learn and have a full understanding of the things around me and of myself. It's a gorgeous day today. Another day here living. I am alive. You are alive. And as that as an example, I frequently call it simplicity, but I feel maybe it sounds like it's too plain. Maybe another way to describe it would be the base where things start and this one would be I'm alive then after that it would be you know I'm, I'm a human and then you could describe what you look like and keep going from there all add-ons but the base of it is I'm alive whatever I am I'm alive this has been a very powerful reminder for me in the last week maybe two weeks as I've had frustrations randomly enter into my life through work and life I chose to sit with it or attempt to at least be a little bit more aware during um, the emotional storms that I have in the past And through it, I was reminded when things feel overwhelming, whatever the subject content may be, the feeling of the nonstop thoughts or the constant addition, and even if something is there and won't cease to be there, going back to that simplicity, to that base, was very beneficial for me. I'm overwhelmed at work. If I take it back, way back, before I was frustrated with whatever moment caused the frustration, at the fact that 
I may have a job and the fact that I have a certain role and maybe I'm entrusted to do that role not for anybody else but myself it brings more gratitude if I whatever situation I'm in single in a relationship in a relationship and I have a family of my own not just the extended family all of them every situation there's gratitude to be seen and it's worth seeing that if you're single you have freedom you have time you have all these things that a family might take up and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just an example of how there's positivity and everything at the baseline taking everything back down to that baseline when things get overwhelming because the only reason they got overwhelming was by constantly peppering more thoughts on top of more thoughts on top of more thoughts it's like having a cake with uh, seven feet of uh, icing and sprinkles on top but really you want to just eat the actual cake so now you have to dig past all that extra stuff that was added to get back down to that base the simple where it all started through this experience I can't help feel within my own life that suffering or discomfort which is what I felt through um, you know, uh, frustrations through work, frustrations in life, uh, maybe self-judgment, but overwhelmed nonetheless, that its intent is almost for me to take the, like, to simplify, to go back, because it's the only way that will really do the job. I can't think about one thing like more than I should have and then switch it for another thing and think about that way more than I should have I'm still in the habit of thinking things way more in depth than they need to be thought I really do feel like I'm learning that when things get overwhelmed the remedy is to simplify is to go back down to that base to see that it's just this this one thing and that it's a great thing and how much extra was added on through, through our own mind. As far as choices go, if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm feeling, having a bad day, dealing with myself, even getting frustrated with myself, the answer to that would be either I cut it all back and see that I've added so much and that I didn't need to be there or I continue adding and become very very overwhelmed and maybe 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 break down maybe have a weak moment maybe bury it only for it to hatch up later just bringing up points and I only know because I've went through all these things myself I've buried things for years and had them pop up I've handled them the things the right way, I've handled things the wrong way. I've learned things and I continue to not learn things. Now something else that I've realized 
going through the journey of my myself because that's the only biggest journey and the biggest journey that we all go through is what's going on in your own mind I have noticed and maybe some of you have done this yourself remember be honest with yourself and only with yourself it doesn't matter to me it's, it's, it's ourselves I have uh, judged myself in the past I'm sure I started a very long time ago childhood I, I did go through things bullying so self-judgment definitely happened at some point but what I learned and what I was reminded of is that I so if you're frustrated with somebody like if I'm frustrated with somebody it's way more difficult to tell somebody how I feel if, if I'm really upset there's a high likelihood that I'm just gonna dumb it down maybe not even tell them and then just kind of quote unquote get over it within my own mind instead of voicing my opinion and so maybe things build up whether I realize it or not in my subconscious but when I get mad at myself I take everything I can say whatever I want horrible to myself and I take it all I don't say no I sit there and I take it all sometimes I even agree with myself now this is stemmed more in the past but I realized just that that realization that wow you know kind of like if I choose to get mad while driving I will endlessly be mad because I'm never going to be able to control other drivers or their streetlights. If I choose to not voice my opinion to others and then grow to, because I, I, I have a need to at least tell somebody how they may be making a mistake, so I tell myself, it's going to be much harder because... I'm pitting myself against myself and I don't want to I don't want to hate myself I want to love myself so there's a bit more of a challenge there and that was an interesting realization and reminder that I was given something else that happened over the last couple of days was the four-year anniversary, I suppose you would call it, of uh, the day that my grandfather passed away. Four years. And I suppose from a certain perspective, I don't even know why I even mentioned it, but I, well, I shouldn't say that. I know why I mentioned it, but I shouldn't be... Uh, I guess I've learnt that I've held on to a couple of things that I didn't need to hold on to. Um, but it was still an interesting day. I, I definitely felt, uh, as opposed to the last few years, that I didn't, like, like I wasn't looking to see if I was going to be given a reminder of him or something, because as I may have mentioned before in my other podcasts, he was a huge, huge, significant role in my life and a father figure. 
So it was a very big deal when he uh, when when he passed, and it changed my life. It got me onto meditation. It literally changed my life completely around. Made me question who I was. Kind of set me on the path of inner awareness, which I'm still on today, and I would never change it for the world. And I never ever could have guessed that losing him was going to have that kind of an impact on me. Even though I can honestly say I always knew that it was going to impact me and I kind of didn't want to think about it until, you know, you had to think about it. But everything that happened within there, which might even be another podcast sometime, just in terms of life things that happened to me was quite interesting. But back to the original thing about how it was the anniversary of four years it had passed. So I chose to reflect on some of the things that I've been going through over the last four years and how I went from talking to him quite often and still being grateful and not sobbing and and necessarily missing but still communicating to realizing more and more um, and learning more and more and seeing that um some of my characteristics from him is kind of how he lives through me and that that's enough and that it's all it's all part of everything so it was it was quite a wonderful day just to see uh, that everything is is moving on as it should going forward um, everything is positive Actually, something I'm going to share, because I learned it through my grandfather, and more specifically through his passing, is positivity. Uh, As I continue on that journey of seeing the world how it is, in terms of the positivity and the uniqueness, and the love and the joy, and progress and opportunities... So, we all lose people. It's a thing that's going to always happen. We're, we're, we're going to die ourselves. And that's okay. It's part of life. It's always been a part of life. But when we lose somebody, there's nothing wrong with how we react when we know somebody's lost somebody. I'm simply speaking about myself. But we don't need help Uh, feeling upset and not to say that this is that but the most common thing that I'll see if we lose somebody is sorry for your loss my condolences and there's nothing wrong with that it is something that most of us wish uh, didn't happen and uh, we give our our sincerities to them our, our, our blessings But I've taken my experiences and I'm just trying to give more information. So when I've lost people um, and when I know friends, family, human beings that have lost loved ones, what I talk about and what I say is that this is a monumental shift in your life right now 
you are definitely uh, faced with a certain obstacle uh, and a certain opportunity as well to see things in depth. Whether we knew this person a long time or a short time is irrelevant at this point. What matters is that they were a part of your life. Whether they were loving and um, gave you support or whether they pushed you and really made you become something, now is the time to see things more in depth. And when it's somebody who we're deeply heartbroken for, Remembering that a broken heart is the reminder that you have a heart. So don't necessarily ever shut off that feeling of letting it feel broken. No, we don't want to feel broken for years. But maybe sometimes we don't let it feel broken. So it prolongs the pain. Instead of letting that pain be there right now. And that's okay. It's a reminder that you are a human being. You have emotions. You have a heart. And I don't even mean your blood pumping heart. I'm talking, you know, the spiritual sense, the center of where love is. Everything, every person we meet changes us in a very small way, whether it's through a conversation, it could be years, it could be a few moments. Whether we knew somebody for only a day or 10 years, it was still a beautiful experience. It's also a beautiful thing to talk to our loved ones, even when they're no longer with us. And most importantly, to say the things that maybe we didn't say before. To vent if we have to to close the loops if we left something unattended even though they're no longer here they can still hear you if you don't want to believe that or think of that you don't have to but if you want to you can power of choice the mind is incredibly powerful they say your mind can't distinguish the difference between reality and non-reality Dreams can be real. This is real. Our mind is such a powerful tool that, in my opinion, if you believe you can talk to them and you know in your heart they can hear you, you don't need anything else. That's all you need because it's the truth. It's within you. Your soul is telling you. And so... Moving along to another subject, just as the last few days have went by in my life. The following day, I finished my last of three days at work. And something I was reminded of through thoughts, memories, experiences, was that in essence, We can only show the way and be shown the way, as in helping others. But inevitably, 
this I, who I am, must do the work. Train the body, train the mind in the physical world, in this world that we live in. You know, in this physical world, we can do work for other people, sure. Somebody needs their grass cut, we can, I can totally cut their grass for them. I can lift that thing for them, do that job for them. But when it comes to the mind, I cannot go in there. I cannot go in their head and do that work. It's, it's the I that must learn. The I that must change the viewpoints. The I that must focus. And just a little side note about I that I've learnt. I, I understand the importance the I has gained in this world because from what I've learnt, the I is important, but it's definitely not everything. So once again, balance, or at least the word balance, comes into the equation. I need to know that there is a me so that I can understand what I'm capable of, meaning I'm a human being, if I really want to go help somebody, I can do that. And that is impactful. I have the ability to help others. I have the ability to grow my brain. But I can also take that I way too far. Like, hey, uh, beautiful blue sky out there. Well, I think the sky is yellow. Yes, but it's not, though. Yeah, well, I think it is. Because, believe it or not, that does happen. So, the I can become very quickly, well, it's all about me. And I don't care about anybody else, because in the end, only, only what I do matters, you know. It's so easy for us to take something and take it way too, too, um, like, way too seriously, almost, uh, like out of context so it's important to know that I exist for the reason that I know like if I want to live I have to nourish my body I can help I can uh, hunt or grow food or live off the land I can learn and, and these are all important I things very very important I things um, but I'm an idea of us also needs to be acknowledged. Even in Buddhism and Hinduism, as time goes on, you get to understand that we are all one. But it doesn't say we are all I, even though a one does look like an I. I, unfortunately, implies a lot of, well, just me, and not understanding that like, for example, you don't understand what I'm going through, even though we all experience anger, fear, sadness. The only difference is perhaps the event that made you experience these emotions made you experience them at a different level or in a different combination. And so because, I, you know, I might feel like nobody understands anything about the I, but really... People understand, in terms of suffering, 
more than we realize. It's only the fact that we never talk about it with each other or we very seldomly talk about it or if we do, we only pick one or two people. So there's definitely a need for people to talk more about suffering that they go through in, in, uh, in order to make other people understand that they're not alone in those feelings too. It's nice that it's there is articles and a lot of literature out there that explains that, but there definitely is something about a one-on-one -on -one human conversation that we've been lacking that really can get through to people more than a book can, but a book and books are very necessary, and they definitely fill the gap where we can't have human contact, and they're very important. Something else quickly I'd just like to throw out there for you. Um, whether you need to hear it or not, it might come up now, it might come up later, or weeks later, who knows. But I suppose it's a, it's a two-part thing. When I was teaching some of the meditation classes uh, before COVID and even doing a couple of events at a few uh, stores, just as an introduction into what mindfulness is and even the idea of what meditation was. Afterwards, people would come up and ask questions and a big one would be, is, do you have any books that you can recommend? Um, and that was the main question, but the answer that I usually gave at that time that came that came to me, which is going to lead me into what else I'm going to talk about, was whatever I've, because I've, I've struggled to find a good book. And at one point in my life, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm reading books. I want to read books. I'm doing this. I got to do this. And I totally, definitely went through a process where I thought so much about what book I wanted to read that I ended up looking at 20 different books. And then by the end, I'm not sure about my decision about which book I want to go with. When I look at too many books, now I'm kind of confused. So what I learned to do was to get an idea in my head about something I wanted to learn about. Again, back to that base, back to that simplicity, that one thing. And even though it's hard right now because you can't go to a bookstore, but when we can go to a bookstore and you want to pick up a book about your mind, about growth, about self-help of any sort, have an idea in your mind, go there without any expectation and grab the first book that makes you even want to take it off the shelf to read the cover. That's, in my opinion, the best way to go because something made you grab that book. If you don't grab that book, you'll look at four or five other books and then by the end you might walk away with nothing or you may decide or not even know which book you want. And maybe you'll pick the third book that you picked out instead of the first book and by the end you may feel like, eh, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying just think about trusting that gut, which also led me to something that I've read, something that, that I totally agree with, and that's worked for me as well, is if, if I'm not on the path right now of 
working on myself or maybe I was and I, I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit and I've been so distracted lately but I want to get back into it or whatever it might be and I don't know where to start where do I start do I start with my breathing do I start with this do I start with that you can in one way start from anywhere that you wanted to but in my opinion start with where you are and what I mean by that is a big part of learning about ourselves has to do with if I feel like I'm in a funk to, so to speak like if something's not right if I feel like just the days don't seem as great as they could or whatever it might be I mean if, if we get down to it we feel like something something's wrong I want to feel better what's going on like that's why many of us take this journey within ourselves because we feel like something's wrong like we're lacking something and so if you try to quiet your mind that first thing that comes up or that reoccurring thing right now in your life that keeps coming up whether it's frustration of driving whether it's a, a loved one or a family member that's frustrating you or a friend or it could be work or whatever it is start with that start with that because that that's something for you to sink your teeth into if we don't work on what we're dealing with right now, we're apt to get tired or bored of it because we're not seeing any results, maybe. But if we work with where we are right now, there's going to be work to do, homework to be had, things to read up on, if I'm focused enough. Before I end this podcast... And my intent is to end it maybe after I share something I uh, listened to today. But it might spark me to talk a little bit longer, in which I'll end it later. But I'm going to leave or end this podcast uh, with by sharing something. And as I mentioned in my last podcast, or the one before, I listened to and have been listening to a wonderful, wonderful um teacher um, known as Ram Dass and he has lots and lots of material out there um, if you have any interest please listen to, to there's no one way to start it's all great great stuff if you're open and you want to learn about yourself learn about Hinduism Buddhism he is just a wealth of knowledge but I want to share something that I heard that uh, I heard him say and it was there is a need for a sense of humor about your own predicament as in life if you take the room you're in meaning the psychological room too seriously it makes it more difficult to escape and this could be the situation that we're in right now within our mind if I don't feel so good about myself Whatever it might be is a room that I'm in. But its walls are made of your thoughts. And a person whose heart is closed, a moment later could have their heart opened by seeing a little bird fly by. Or somebody whose heart is wide open could suddenly have it turn icy cold 
when they see an expression on somebody else's face. You must realize by now how momentary all of your states are and how little reason there is to cling to them and to hold on. The problem is your attachment to your highs makes you afraid of your lows. And when you don't cling to one, you won't have to reject another. And I thought that was beautifully said. It really resonated with me today, so I wanted to share that. And I love that reminder that that is it. As stuck as you might feel, it literally takes but a moment to make a certain realization to see that it was all just this thought in my head, but sometimes we have to read 10 books and meditate a hundred times to have that epiphany. But when we have that epiphany, it was but a moment. And there's something very, very beautiful about that. Another renowned spiritual teacher by the name of Rahana Maharaji said when going from the lower temple or the inner temple to the outer temple don't stop and read everything you're going to throw away I'll say that one more time when you're going from the inner temple to the outer temple don't stop and read everything you're going to throw away now this is I would say getting advanced in terms of this the path of within ourselves but our inner temple is inside of you realizing who you are the potential that you have that you're full of love that you're part of God that you're part of this massive universal thing again all by choice but this is working on that inner temple then we switch it to the outer temple helping others, serving others, realizing and seeing the great connection and tapestry that this whole world and events transpiring is. But when we're transitioning, and then it can even go beyond that to just letting everything go. But I like the don't stop and read everything you're going to throw away. And what that makes me think of in this very moment is if I had a bunch of clutter in my head that's been holding me back and I want to let it go. Or you can, it's, it's no different than getting rid of a bunch of junk that's in your basement. If you look at each piece of junk before you throw it out, you're more apt to remind yourself of that emotional attachment you have to that thing and decide not to throw it out after all. When the idea was that it already happened, you already experienced the joy, it made you grow, and that growth is now part of who you are and lives within you, so there's no need to hang on to that extra clutter anymore. So much things in our mind, its intent was to help shape who we are, and that's it. As soon as it did the shaping, its purpose was complete. It now lives inside of us as how we treat others. 
But a lot of the time we continue to hold on even though it's already served its purpose. And another deeper way to look at that would be to say maybe we're still holding on because we're not learning the purpose. So it's sticking around, it's sticking around, it's sticking around until we finally really read that piece of paper, that thought, that memory that's been, you know, hanging around for so long and finally see and then it helps us look at things in a different way and then poof, the memory doesn't need to be here anymore because it serves its purpose. And that's just one way to look at things. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's been wonderful to be able to get all that off my chest and speak to you. Thank you so much for listening. I think I said that already. (laughs) But I can't thank you enough. Truly, I am so grateful for the opportunity and to know that you're listening. Be well as you continue on your journey. Continue to look inward. Bring things back to that base. Continue to be grateful for at the very least that you're alive. Take care.